A man with a chainsaw chases McDonald's employees and steals food. Fake karaoke machines have been seized in Virginia. And Donald Trump's Atlantic City Casino is going to be blown up. And you can push the button. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm the host, Jonesy, recording in a closet today. I got some weird stories. I believe they're all from the U.S. today. Uh, Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Hey, mainstream news. Listen to Weird AF News with Jonesy. A man with a chainsaw chases McDonald's employees, steals food, steals drink. A man was arrested for entering a McDonald's establishment. He had a chainsaw on him because this is Maine. <laughs> he stole some food and chased employees with the, with the chainsaw. Not something you want to experience around the holidays if you're working at McDonald's trying to make that Christmas money. The incident occurred at 3 in the afternoon. Not the time you expect to be chased by a chainsaw when you're working the fryer later. It's a McDonald's franchise in Portland, Maine. The police received a call that a suspect was chasing some people with a chainsaw. According to an investigation, the suspect, 26-year-old Alice Sweet of Portland, Maine. Alice is a man, by the way. He entered the McDonald's with a chainsaw and went behind the counter where the employees were actively preparing the food. They probably were very surprised, but maybe they were like, oh, he's coming back here with a chainsaw to help us, you know, cut the burgers or or uh, (laughs) cut up. I don't know. What do you cut at McDonald's? There's chores back there is my point. Maybe they thought he was going to help out with the chores. They're preparing the food. Apparently, this this guy, Alice, then reportedly revved the chainsaw intermittently before stealing a drink and some food. I believe that means he revved the chainsaw, demanded some drink, revved the chainsaw, demanded some food. I'm sure it was effective. Apparently, he got out the door with the food and the drink. The manager confronted him in the parking lot. That's when the suspect began chasing the manager with the chainsaw around the parking lot. (laughs) The suspect also used the chainsaw to damage two vehicles that were at the restaurant. Responding police were quickly able to locate the suspect near a tire store close to the McDonald's. Yeah, he didn't even get very far, did he? He walked to a tire store. That was his getaway move. The suspect subsequently attempted to run from the police on foot, but was caught and arrested without further incident, just a short distance away. He's charged with robbery, criminal mischief, refusing to submit to arrest and violation of conditions of release. Thankfully, no injuries were reported at the McDonald's with this chainsaw. By the way, I don't think people in Maine are scared of chainsaws. There's more chainsaws than people in Maine. They're accustomed to seeing chainsaws, I imagine. There's like 14 people that live in Maine, by the way. Did you know that? And there's got to be at least 100 chainsaws hanging around in Maine. There's all those trees. I mean, chainsaw is a business up there. What is it? You can't get guns up in Maine? I find that hard to believe. It must be hard to get guns because he chose as his weapon of choice for a robbery a chainsaw which is not what you want. It's heavy. You can't really conceal it. What are you going to shove it down your pants? Put it in a in a backpack? You, you know, it's it's easily seen from afar. It's very loud even to yourself unless you got earplugs in. And you have to get very close to somebody to to use it. So, it's just the worst choice of weapon. I assume it's all he had. I mean, that and a real yearning for a happy meal. 
The feds have seized 5,000 fake karaoke machines in Virginia. Federal law enforcement officials in Virginia say they've seized about 5,000 fake or counterfeit karaoke machines. The media reported that they're now sitting in a Chesapeake warehouse and will be destroyed. Oh, don't destroy the fake karaoke machines. Give them to the kids. Give them to Santa to distribute. Although they're fake, I assume they still work. I don't even know what makes up a fake karaoke machine. Does that mean like they have all the lyrics incorrect? Is that, <laughs> this isn't a real karaoke machine. It says, hold me closer, Tony Danza. All right, the lyrics are, hold me closer, Tiny Dancer. This karaoke machine is fake. Let's get some info on the fake karaoke machines. Somebody named Jim Stitzel, an assistant special agent in charge with Homeland Security Investigations. This guy's got a big job on his hands, cracking down on fake song boxes. <laughs> What'd you do today, honey? Uh, you know, just saving lives, you know, just seizing counterfeit song machines. You know, can't have those fake song machines going out into the world. You know, lives will be destroyed if people are singing off these counterfeit machines. They just don't get the lyrics right, you know? They're from China. <laughs> Agent Stitzel says the fake machines came from China and were heading to consumers who purchased them on Amazon. And now these consumers aren't going to get their karaoke machines in time for the holidays. I'm sure they were looking forward to singing. Hopefully they weren't looking forward to gathering a lot of people around the karaoke machine. I cannot condone that behavior. But maybe they were going to be, you know, a couple, two, three people alone in a building, singing karaoke, having a good time, trying to pretend that life is normal again. And here you go, seizing their karaoke machines, seizing their holiday good cheer. I don't agree with it, Jim Stitzel. The federal agents say the fake machines were seized with the help of online retailers who suspected that they were counterfeit. Does, what does that mean, they're counterfeit? That means you can't plug them in and they don't work? Like, I don't understand sentence was weird but you know what i mean by that you get my feeling how is this counterfeit i want to know what a counterfeit karaoke machine is i google it and all that comes up is this article uh this partnership it says here is called operation fulfilled action and it, it includes u.s customs and border protection and the national intellectual property rights coordination center it sounds like an it sounds like a no fun organization to me is what it sounds like Officials are warning shoppers to be wary of counterfeit goods sold through sites like Amazon. Yeah, we all know Amazon and eBay, you get counterfeit goods. We like counterfeit goods because they're cheaper, okay? Some of us can't afford the real karaoke machine, so we get the $25 one from China that's sold somewhere. We, I don't even know where they sell them. Obviously, Amazon. You know, why are you preventing us from having our good time and getting the goods? I don't get it. I, no, I know you're trying to protect these companies and these organizations, but so what, man? Some of us can't afford the real thing, okay? Some of us need a fake iPhone because we can't afford the real one. Some of us need a fake ab belt because we can't afford the one we see on the Home Shopping Club Network, okay? And we still want our abs to be tight as hell, okay? We want a six-pack, but we can't afford the real ab belt. Give us a chance here, okay? You got products that are the real deal. Everybody knows about them. And then you got knockoffs. Forever, we've had knockoff, knockoff items. And those knockoffs are for poor people like me. And without those knockoffs, I would never be able to get fulfilled in life, okay? I wouldn't be able to have a, a similar experience. It's never the same experience, but it's a similar experience. Now, of course, one can make an argument that some of these counterfeit products might blow up in your face. I don't know if that's true about the karaoke machine. That would be quite strange. You get up there to sing, you dropped the bomb on me, baby, and then, and then the karaoke machine explodes when you sing that song. That would be nuts. 
That would actually be amazing if that happened, though. If you could program it to blow up on you dropped a bomb on me. <laughs> I once was given the gift of a karaoke machine by the company called Nickelodeon. Do you remember these people? I think they're still around making programming for children. I hosted a live comedy show for Nickelodeon in New York City. And I was hoping they were going to give me like a lot of money because at the time I was struggling to pay rent. And instead they gave me a karaoke machine. Like, here you go. I was like, great. Great, thanks. <laughs> I put it in my uh, six-foot-by-six-foot bedroom in New York City. I had this karaoke machine. Imagine a six-foot-by-six-foot cell that I was living in. All I had room for was a bed and this stupid karaoke machine. <laughs> I never sang it with anybody. I couldn't fit anybody in my bedroom to sing the damn thing. Occasionally, I'd come home wasted, and I would just start singing in my room, which wouldn't... Um, which didn't please my roommate. Uh, I eventually, over time, decided I could put that karaoke to good use. I began hosting my own comedy show at a youth hostel. I don't mean to throw my resume around, but yeah, I produced a comedy show at a youth hostel on the Upper West Side. Big shout out to HI. And they didn't have a sound system, so I brought my karaoke machine, and we used that for the sound system at the car- at the comedy show. Which wasn't the best choice because the volume on it wasn't so great. It was kind of a piece of crap karaoke machine. It did the job for a little while until the hostel realized that they needed to invest in a real actual sound system so that the people in the back could hear us. But yeah, that's that karaoke machine. Yeah, I did get some use out of it after all. I don't know why I told you that story. Welcome to Church or Strip Club, the game show where you have to guess whether it's a church or a strip club. I'm your host, Jacko Morelli. Happy to be here. We have a contestant, Willie Sneed. Let's meet him. Hey, Willie, thanks for being here. Uh, Hey, Jacko. I'm so pleased. A big fan of church or strip club. Been watching since I was a kid. Learned a lot over the years, like where I should spend my money. You know what I mean? And I'm hoping today to win a prize or get into heaven or whatever. I'm just happy to be here. Thanks, Jacko. Well, Willie, I love your enthusiasm. Let's get into it. The first item, church or strip club. Here we go, Willie. Elevate life. Oh, man. Elevate life. You know, when I when I go to the strip club, I tend to elevate a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean, Jacko? <laughs> that, that's a pun I intended. Uh, all right. Elevate life. I'm going to guess that's a that's a uh, church, right? You're absolutely right, Willie. That is a church. Good job. And for the next one, Willie, here we go. Lollipops Club. Oh, that's easy, Jacko. That's a strip club. Totally. I've even I've even been there. It's in Daytona Beach. Great place, man. Great place. I didn't get an STD or anything. Pretty cool. Great job, Willie. You got that one right as well. Now we have another one a little bit more difficult. Here we go. First assembly of foreplay. Oh, that is wow, that one's right down the middle, Jacko. Oh, oh boy. I uh yeah. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say church? Oh Willie, you're close. It is a church, but it's been recently rebranded as a strip club, so you just missed it. Try again later, Willie. Yay! For the right price, you could blow up Trump's old Atlantic City casino. One of President Trump's former Atlantic City casinos is going to be blown up next month. And for a little bit of cash, you could press the button. That brings it down. Yes, do you guys want to be in demolitions? Well, with a little bit of money, you can do that. The demolition of the former Trump Plaza Casino 
will actually become a fundraiser to benefit the Boys and Girls Club of Atlantic City that the mayor hopes will raise in excess of a million dollars. Oh, that's great. It's a fundraiser as well. I'd imagine a lot of people are going to give their money because they want to blow up a Trump building. I'd like to just blow up any building. I feel like that would be really fun. Not really just push a button and watch it blow up. I want to work that thing with the giant ball. You know, the big ball that swings on a crane and you'd like, you systematically wreck the building with that. You know, that would, I would love that. You guys ever play the video game Rampage when you were, you're a giant monster and you got to break buildings down? Anyone remember that game? <laughs> okay, just me. The casino was opened in 1984 and it was closed in 2014 and has fallen into a state of disrepair. Demolition began earlier this year, but the remainder of the structure will be dynamited on January 29th. And you could be the one to press the button. Guys want to dynamite something today? Apparently, some of Atlantic City's iconic moments happened at this casino. But on his way out, Donald Trump openly mocked Atlantic City, saying that he made a lot of money and then got the heck out. Uh, The mayor said, I would like to use the demolition of this casino to raise money for charity, and that's what I'm going to do. The Boys and Girls Club has hired a professional auction company to solicit bids from today through January 19th when the top bids will be revealed and a live auction will determine a winner. The organization provides after-school and summer recreation, of course, the Boys and Girls Club. They offer education and career training programs for Atlantic City children and teens. And if you've ever been to Atlantic City, you know that children that live in that area need some assistance because that city has been – yeah, it's a little – I want to say downtrodden. Is that the word? Do people use that word? I'm trying to not put it down too much, but it's just the area around the casinos is pretty bad. And that's a community that needs some some help, clearly. So it's nice to give to a good cause and you get to blow up a building. I mean, how often do you get the chance to blow up a building? I mean, unless you work for like, I don't know, the fire department. Uh, Do they blow up buildings? They definitely light off fireworks, right? Every year, it's the fire department. They get to light off all those cool fireworks. I've always wanted to do that as well. Maybe they don't blow up the buildings. But, I mean, other people blow up the building, and it takes, like, a license, of, I assume, or some training. This is the one incident where you could actually yourself blow up a building. Cool. The last casino implosion, it says in this article, in Atlantic City anyways, was in October 2007 when the former Sands Casino was dynamited to make way for a new casino hotel project that ultimately was never built. Oh, what a waste. You brought down the Sands. You guys ever heard that Frank Sinatra album, Live at the Sands? With the Count Basie Orchestra? Oh, boy. That's a killer, killer album. Anyways, I digress, as I usually do. (laughs) I don't know why I digress. It must be the caffeine. Anyways, blow up a building. Go to, uh, just Google, <laughs> a bid to blow up Trump's old Atlantic City casino, and there'll be a link, and you can give a little bit of money to a nice cause, the Boys and Girls Club of Atlantic City, New Jersey. Do it for the holidays. Blow up a building. Make yourself happy. This could be a great gift for the holidays. You give somebody the privilege of blowing up a building. What, what'd you get for Christmas? Ah, I got some socks. What about you? Oh, yeah. Well, my wife let me blow up a casino. That was pretty cool. (laughs) Come fly with me. We'll fly, we'll fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in Far Bombay. Where the hell is Bombay? Every time I heard that song, I was like, wow, where's Bombay? They have exotic booze? Sounds like a great place to go. By the way, Google the album Live at the Sands, Sinatra. You will love it. The whole thing. 
The whole album is great. Every track is just amazing. The orchestra is phenomenal. And it's a, you know, it's a reminder of the heyday of Atlantic City, I'd imagine, back when it was the shit. The shit. Uh, now Atlantic City. It's okay. It's okay. It's not as bad as Reno. Have you been to Reno? It's like casinos in the middle of a, of a meth city. It's like, <laughs> what the hell's going on over there? You leave the casino, you get stabbed. What? Anyways, uh, please don't go to casinos right now. Just It's, uh, it, it's just kind of dangerous. Okay, just stay home and like, let's wait. Let's wait on those sorts of activities, please. Be safe. Safety first, guys. Come on. See, I'm trying to save your life and entertain you at the same time. I'm actually trying to get you to stay home so you have nothing else to do but listen to my podcast every day. That's what I'm really trying to do. I'm trying to control you and make you mine. Uh, man, I'm caffeinated. So, oh, I want to give thanks to Alex Pearson from Canada who sent me a care package that included some delicacies from Canada. Delicacies, Jonesy, such as what? Such as ketchup chips, which I can't wait to try. I'm going to take them to my job and show everybody. Maybe we can all split. We can all have a chip and try it. Uh, also something called chicken bones, a Turk bar, coffee bar. What is it? Coffee crunch. I don't know. There's a bunch of bars in there that I've never heard of. I've never heard of these things. None of these except for the Toblerone, which I've heard of before. I think that's a, that's a candy that has, uh, hopped the border of Canada and infiltrated the U S cause we all know what a Toblerone is, but all these other ones I had never even seen before. So thank you for the care package. It comes at a great time around the holidays when Jonesy gets a little down because he's away from his family. So Alex Pearson. Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to your family. And thank you for the care package. Appreciate it so much. I got some winners of the uh, of the Florida Man t-shirt contest that I want to announce uh, as sponsored by Me Millennial. Me Millennial is uh, minimalist meme apparel. Me Millennial has t-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts with funny shit on it, including a whole line of Florida Man stuff. So, And right now you get free shipping in the U.S. and you get, you get some discounts. Me Millennial. M-E-M-E. L-L-E-N-I-A-L, memillennial.com. Check it out. And they're going to be sending a couple of Florida Man t-shirts to Ryan Sprague in Oregon. Ryan's a longtime supporter of the show. Big shout-out to Ryan. You'll be getting a Florida Man t-shirt. And Allison Woodruff from Tennessee gets a t-shirt, gets a Florida Man t-shirt. And apparently the um, of the highest quality. Uh, Me Millennial makes high-quality hilarious t-shirts which is what you want because you know you go you buy those really funny t-shirts but they're all scratchy and crappy you know you're buying it for the joke that's on it right but you don't care about the quality but at least me millennial gives you a high quality so check out me millennial.com and uh thanks for the reviews allison and ryan oh pardon me um i was about to burp right there i held it in for you i really held it in for you i hope you appreciate the effort i go to I also got a nice comment on a YouTube video from Goth and Dogs who wrote, uh, we don't have anything like this podcast in England, Jonesy. I listen enthralled at how stupid people can be. Not to say we don't have our fair share over this side of the pond, but hey, Floridians, (laughs) I laugh till I almost pee myself. Jonesy, you're you're the best. Stay safe. Hey, thanks, uh, Goth and Dogs. I appreciate the comment on the YouTube video. I'm glad to have introduced you to the world of Floridians (laughs) because... Yeah, you probably don't have anything like that across the pond. Although I don't know, I don't know. I've I've seen, I've heard of some uh, pockets of of English countryside or wherever that have uh, some pretty weird people. So, like like your version of swamp people, I'm sure you have them somewhere. But we, you know, we have so we have a whole entire state of these people. That's what's going on. So I'm glad to bring you that 
information and enlightenment there. And uh, thanks for the comment. I appreciate that. <laughs> Look what I'm doing. I'm, I'm introducing the world to Florida. I didn't, I didn't plan on that when I began a weird news podcast. I just wanted to get some laughs here and make people smile during the day. But apparently I'm introducing the world to Florida. So, all right. Well, hey, you know, everybody has a purpose in life. You know, I just didn't think this would be mine. <laughs> I just thought I'd be doing stand-up comedy. That's really all I wanted to do was tell jokes into a microphone on stage for a free hamburger. Really, that's all I wanted to do. And now here I am. Uh, what else? Oh, yes. The, the, uh, the Patreon holiday challenge is still on for a few more days if you join the Patreon. Uh, Michael from Iowa City, the great Michael who I think should be the mayor of uh, Iowa City, if I, if it was up to me. Michael will match each Patreon, each new patron um, with a $5 donation, so through the holidays. And we're up to, like, I don't know, something like 14 people have joined the Patreon since we've done this challenge, so keep it going, guys. You have a few more days. You can join the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Pretty easy. Also, weirdafnews.com has a link right on the homepage to the Patreon as well. So check that out, and uh, thank you so much for for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow because, of course, tomorrow is Friday, and that's when we'll, we'll be doing some Florida Friday, uh, you know, your favorite your favorite time of the week for Weird AF News. So, yeah, send me some stories if you have them out of Florida. The email is funnyjones at gmail.com. You can also submit stories through my website, which is uh, weirdafnews.com as well. See you tomorrow. Hi, Jonesy. It's Amanda from Detroit. I'm super hot. Oh, and you're probably like, why did she just say that? Um, I know it's a little weird, but it's my defining characteristic. And, like, nobody can see me anymore. So just got to throw it out there. Anyway, I was hoping you could give me one of the names of one of those stripper churches. I'm kind of looking for a job right now. And... I think I have a really good, like, classic approach to this. I was going to go as, like, Mary, you know, like, Mary Magdalene, I'll be your last supper. I don't know. What do you think? Anyway, just if you if you have it, please send it over. Thanks. Bye. Hey, John C. Dallas from Minnesota. First, I have to uh, comment on, on uh, yesterday's call that Michael did. I have to agree with Michael completely that uh, uh, that this uh, um, before that uh, had a GoFundMe yet somehow it's the highest paid lawyer in America. Um, it, it's ridiculous. Um, it, it, it's really mind-boggling to me where people who can afford things still can GoFundMe. Uh, to get someone else to pay for it for them. Um, now, that aside, I I really don't understand why some things are open and some things aren't, even though this is putting body parts inside of a person. And as long as you're an adult and you want to assess the risk, you already are assessing risk from a prostitute as, as it goes anyway. Um, because... Uh, even though that person could be tested for STDs and all that, doesn't mean that it's going to protect you completely. Uh, you know, they could have came in contact with someone a couple hours ago and haven't been tested since. Um, and, uh, you know, so you're already putting yourself at risk. If you're willing to put yourself at that much risk, they really shouldn't be shut down anyways, especially not for uh, a virus.
numbers look high, but it's a fraction of a percent of the population. Most people have a 99% chance of success. So it, it really shouldn't be something that we are locking down everything. So that brings me to the, the, the subject of today's, or uh, uh, the, the call, or not the call, but the story of the, the churches becoming strip clubs. Now, to me, first of all, I think that's a weird thing for a church to do, because now they went from a nonprofit organization to a profit one. So I wonder how this might backfire for them all in all, even though they're rebelling against something. But they could just rebel against it and just be open. Uh, these, these lockdown orders are just authoritarian orders that don't have any merits in the U.S. Constitution. If you own a business and you want to be open, you have all rights to be open. And don't let the government push you down and say that you got to be closed. We have the right to assemble a peaceful assembly. Now, if they allowed all the riots to go on, you, you, you should be able to peacefully assemble by having a business open. There's no reason for any of this lockdown stuff. If you want to be safe, be safe. You know, if you don't want to, don't. It's not going to kill everyone. We got the vaccine around the corner. All it's really doing is 